Greetings, I'm Noel Deere. Welcome to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is John chapter 1, verses 29 through 35. Now, the first chapter of the Gospel of John has a number of extraordinarily significant verses. We've already seen John 1, 1 that said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There are few verses in the Bible more important than that. And then, a couple of days ago, we were studying verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we observed His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. What a beautiful verse. Today, we come to the third of those remarkable verses here in John chapter 1, verse 29. Let's begin there. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What a remarkable statement. Look, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Now, Lamb of God is a title given for Jesus. In fact, in the last few verses here in John chapter 1, we're going to see several titles given to Jesus. But here he's called the Lamb of God. Now, the concept of a lamb, a sacrificial lamb, is something that would have been very familiar to the Jewish people. It all goes back to Abraham. Abraham Uh, early in the Old Testament, had been given an assignment by God to take his son Isaac and sacrifice him, to sacrifice him. And so Abraham trusted that God would have a substitute for his son, that God wouldn't really require him to sacrifice his son. So Abraham goes about uh, the instructions that God had given him, and an interesting conversation then happened between Abraham and his son Isaac. Let me read that to you. Genesis 22, 7 and 8 says, Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father? And he replied, Here I am, my son. And Isaac said, We have the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So Abraham had confidence that God would provide a substitute lamb for this offering. And in fact, God did provide a substitute. Then we fast forward a number of years to the Exodus. Uh, the, The Jewish people were slaves in Egypt. They were hopelessly uh, under the, uh, under the power uh, of, uh, of, of the Egyptians, but God freed them. And there were a number of plagues that God brought uh, to the Egyptian people in order to free the Jews. The last one uh, involved a lamb. So God told the Jewish people, each household, to slaughter a lamb and take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost of their home. And then God would send an angel, an angel of death over the land, but the death, the angel rather, would pass over the homes where the blood of the lamb was on the doorpost. And that was a part of how God brought freedom to the Jews. There again, it's the idea of a lamb slain, substitute. Then uh, a lamb was slain twice a day in the temple every single day as a sacrifice 
for the sins of the people. Now, what's the significance of all of this? Well, uh, the slaughter of those lambs was a picture of the consequences and the required payment for sin. In fact, in Hebrews 9.22, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin because the wages of sin is death. But now Jesus, Jesus is the lamb and Jesus takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. God become flesh and he only has to be sacrificed once in order for the forgiveness of of the sin of all the world. Listen to Hebrews 7:27. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do, first for their own sins and then for those of the people. No, Jesus did this once for all time when he offered himself. Now the the verb behind the word take away, the words take away that we see here, uh, that verb can also be translated to take up. So here we see that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. Jesus took away our sin by taking up, taking upon himself our sin. I told you this was a great, a great verse. Look at verse 30. This is the one I told you about. This is John the Baptist speaking here. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. This is a repeat of verse 15 that we've studied previously. Verse 31, I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. So John the Baptist, his ministry was announcing the ministry of Jesus. That says here that John didn't know Jesus. John and Jesus were likely cousins, and they likely did know each other. What this means is that John didn't know that Jesus was the Messiah until it was revealed to him when John baptized Jesus. Look at verse 32. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he rested on him. So this is at the baptism of Jesus, when John was baptizing Jesus, and God gave John this sign. Look at verse 33. I didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water told me, the one you see the Spirit descending and resting on he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So how did John recognize that Jesus was the Messiah? Well, it was divinely revealed to him, right? God had told him, watch for this sign, and then God gave him the sign, and then John knew. It was divinely revealed to him. Uh, we see this repeated in Scripture. How did Peter know who Jesus was? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 17, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven revealed this to you. And the same is true for us today. The way we recognize that Jesus is the Messiah is because God convinces us. Now, it says here that Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, John's baptism was with water, and it symbolized the repentance of the people and the washing away of their sins. 
But Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't actually baptize people, but Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit, meaning that he imparted not only forgiveness, but also eternal life. And then John 1.34, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So we see another title, right? We saw in the beginning of this passage that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Now we see Jesus is the Son of God. Friends, thanks for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe buttons. On your favorite podcasting app, just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. Further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.